Go Light presents Opinions Matter with Adrian Kennedy. You're very welcome to this latest Opinions Matter podcast. We've been using CBD oil now for over two years for our son who's five, who's autistic, health and regulation, and it's our greatest support throughout the day. We would be lost without it. And if you would like to get your hands on some CBD oil, our show sponsors, Greenheart CBD, have given us a very special offer to share with you. So all you have to do to get a 20% discount on CBD products is go to our sponsor's website, which is greenheartcbd.ie. Uh, you uh, route around the website, find whatever it is you're looking for, and then at checkout, you use the promo code podcast 2022 okay podcast 2022 when you're at checkout so whatever it is you're buying you can buy loads of stuff uh when you get to checkout put the promo code podcast 2022 in there and you'll immediately get a 20 percent discount of anything that you want to buy and greenheart cbd is ireland's multi award-winning cbd oil and we'd like to thank them for giving you the opportunity to get a 20 percent discount of uh, anything that you would like to buy so once again the promo code greenheartcbd.ie is their website and the promo code is podcast 2022 So what do we want to talk about on this latest Opinions Matter podcast? Well, last night on RTE's primetime, they aired a a heartbreaking show about a young boy called, uh, a young man, should I say, called Eden Heaslip. A young man who took his own life last September, only two weeks after his 18th birthday. After years of being tortured at the hands of bullies. And it's time that we had a, a proper conversation uh, about this. And today is the perfect day to talk about it while uh, Eden Heaslip is on everyone's mind. Stories like Eden's are stories that need to be told. And if you've ever been a victim of uh, bullying, your story needs to be told as well. And that's what we want to deal with uh, today. So right now on the show, we want to know what you think should be done to stamp it out for once and for all. We've had so many conversations over the last, and rightly so, over the last week about uh, violence against women and uh, how we need to stamp that out. But a conversation that has dragged on since I was a kid is how do we stamp out childhood bullying? And if you've any suggestions, we'd love to hear from you. You can also uh, tell us your story of how you were bullied as a child. As I said, the conversation in the last week, rightly so, after the murder of Ashling Murphy, has been a conversation about violence towards women. And I'm delighted that we're having that conversation, and that conversation needs to continue. But another conversation that we need to start having is about bullying, because... Here's a young man, 18 years of age, who is no longer with us because he was so badly bullied. I would love to hear from you on 085-825-2626. I want to find out if you were ever a victim of childhood bullying, and if so, how has it affected you later in life? Has it affected your life? 085-825-2626. And I'd also like to talk to you if you ever were a bully 
And it's something that you don't hear many people actually admitting to, that I was a bully when I was a child. Um, Does that, is anybody going to admit to that, though? I mean, if you were, you should be ashamed of yourself. I know, you know, kids do stupid things, but if you... That's the point I was about to make. If you purposely hurt emotionally or physically another child, target another child or pick on another child, you know, you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, but, age, but we, we all, but we all grow, I know, but we all grow up and uh, mature as we get older. So maybe somebody listening to us right now was that bully, and maybe they can explain to us maybe. why they actually did what they did. Maybe they can, but I don't think you know whether you grow up and mature. I still think if you feel guilty about it, rightly so, you should. Yeah. But maybe uh, maybe somebody would like to talk to us and tell us that story. Our uh, WhatsApp number is oh eight five. 825-2626 and we posted this on Facebook earlier on and we've had uh, some reaction I have to say uh, to this conversation in fact on uh, Twitter last night I put up a tweet myself and in fact it's one of the reasons that Katie wanted to uh, have the conversation uh, today And uh, let me just read what I wrote on uh, Twitter last night. And uh, I wrote, Just watching primetime on RT1 and hearing about poor Eden ending his life last September. I often wonder how I survived the bullying I suffered when I was Eden's age. Happily I did. I survived. But it never leaves you. It never goes away. And that's what I put up on, on uh, Twitter I last night. That. And you, you were taken aback by that. I kind of saw You've heard me talk about this before, though, I've haven't heard, you? But to see you there in writing and for you to react, I suppose, for it to hit you so hard to watch something like that and for it to hit home, you know, I'd come in and had a, I'd have the banter with you and we'd have a laugh. But I never think of, you know, when, when, when we talk to bullies or we discuss bullying, that the impact it's having on people listening or yourself even, because I'm so lucky that I've never been a victim of bullying. But I am terrified. I'm so scared for my kids going... In, to school because mm. kids can be cruel and heartless and I am terrified hearing stories like that because I think to myself what if that was my son or my daughter well I can tell you uh, when I was a little bit younger than young Eden he was 18 when he took his own life I was in a really dark place as a, as a teenager because of the bullying that I and suffered has it affected you now to the, oh, like I know time, it yeah. hits home when you see like that. I spent two years of my teenage years in my bedroom I'd come home from school and go straight to my bedroom and spend the whole evening there. You were afraid that they'd be out there waiting Not for you? Not that they'd be it? out there. It just uh, That was the effect that it had on me. I just wanted to be on my own. And I wonder, y- that has stu- it has stuck with me. I'm not... Uh, ever since I was a teenager, I'm not able for conflict. I don't like arguing with people. Mm. I don't like being shouted at. Yeah. I don't like uh, any sort of aggro at all. And I, I have always been afraid mm. of it because... When I was that kid, I was afraid of the aggro and I ran away from it. And I know we had a conversation a couple of weeks it wasn't ago. Healthy. But it wasn't healthy confrontation. I mean, you can have confrontation with people that can be healthy, a debate. But this was, this was obviously the, terrified. But you. it impacted on my yes. life to the point that you will remember a number of years ago, we had a screaming match with... Uh, somebody that we worked with. And you remember I how upset I was over that. The day you walked down... You walked out to me and I looked at you, you were pale white, and I said, what's, what's wrong? And Jeremy told me what had happened. And I laughed thinking, you, you guys are messing. There's no way this. But I remember for weeks, weeks you weren't right after that. And, and I, never actually, I never actually put that 
I never actually you put know, that lo- together. A, a, a lot of people think that, you know, doing what I do, so I do this podcast, I do radio shows. In the last couple of months, I've been on national radio people for the first time. Confidence. People think I ooze confidence. I'm sitting on the telly with Maura and Dahi tomorrow afternoon, and people think I ooze Whereas confidence. Whereas under it all, you still have that nervous Correct. young boy in there who was terrified to have confrontation, terrified of meeting a gang of people. 100%. Oh, my God. And still to this day. I it's unbelievable that something can carry with you for so long and no matter what you're doing in your life or what success what how you succeed in life and what great things happen like you've and like I said watching that show about uh, Eden last night really uh, struck home I was I was lying in bed watching it and it really upset me I have to say to the point that I put that uh, tweet up and I said and I genuinely mean this I often when I think of the dark place that I was um as a kind of 15, 16, that sort of age, uh, I say uh, in the tweet, I often wonder how I survived the bullying I suffered when I was Eden's age. Happily, I did. I survived, but it never leaves you. It never goes away. And do you mind me asking, was it physical or was it... Sometimes, yeah. There was physical and mental torture. Yeah, yeah. Um, and did you ever like even shit like um, I went to a school um, in Ballsbridge and they'd uh, take my school bag and fuck the school bag in the in the river like. And d- did you ever confront them later in life? Or I know you don't like confrontation, but was it ever anything that did it ever cross your mind later in life? To would yeah, you know one them? Of the, uh, one of the guys I could give you his name right now. And uh, Jeremy, uh, I've told this story to Jeremy many times. Uh, When I was on my way home one night from our late night show, I stopped in a chipper on the way home. And behind the counter of the chipper was that prick who uh, bullied me. And as I'm standing there talking to him, and he starts talking to me as if he was my best mate. A bus drove past with my name on the side of the bus advertising uh, the FM 104 phone show. And he said, you're doing well. And I looked at him and I said, and you're not. Good luck, and I just did that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, um, I love it. But Jesus, which it, was a nice feeling, but but you should never have had to have that feeling yeah, about this person. Exactly. And did you ever tell anyone at the time, or was it ever kind of my dealt brother? With? My brother would have known, but no, not really. No, because you were a shy kid anyway, weren't yeah. you? You were a quiet kid, and, and it made it even worse because my brother's my little brother, and my little brother used to stand up for me. Anyway, oh that's gosh. the conversation that we would like to have with you. I would love you to send us a WhatsApp to 085-825-2626. Let's have a conversation about bullying because over the last week, as I said, we've had a national conversation and rightfully so about violence towards women and what we need to do to stamp it out. Uh, this is another conversation that is killing people. You know, we have... When I hear of young Eden, and by yeah. the way, he's not the first... I, uh, I remember a couple of years ago, we spoke to Coco Fox, yep, her mum. Uh, we spoke to her mum three days after Nicole had taken her own life. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting, and there were some days in, in, you know, doing the radio show where you'd be heavy and you'd leave with a heavy heart. I remember that day getting onto the bus and going home crying, mm. thinking this gorgeous young girl took her life because of a pack of little evil bitches. Mm. Who deserve to be locked up. And by the way, yes, uh, that also highlights that, you know, bullying does happen in adult life as well. It's not just a school thing. And if you're an adult who's gone through it in the workplace, be it with other, maybe parents in the school, give us a call because 
bullying isn't it's just associated to, your, to children, mm. associated with children. All right, let's get straight to the calls because we do have a lot coming in. 085-825-2626. Send us a WhatsApp voice note if you were a victim, or maybe you still are a victim of uh, bullying. And what do you think needs to be done to stamp it out? Just like that conversation we're having about uh, violence against women, we need to stamp it out. I just want to say as well, we've gotten a couple of messages over. Since I put this up on Facebook earlier today, even since half one today, I put it up and we've had messages kind of throughout the whole day. And I'm saying to people, you know, do you want to come on and talk to us? And understandably, it's a sensitive issue and people are like, oh, no, you know, I'm afraid I'd be recognised. For the people who are afraid to be recognised, you have nothing to be ashamed of. This is part of the problem, by the way. This is the problem. You are not the problem. The people who bullied you, they are the problem. Mm. Don't be afraid to come on and talk to and, us. Uh, and I've seen some of those messages. And w- what, that, what that says to me is that there's... They still have control. Or, yeah, that's, that's exactly what, what it says. Me. Yeah, that's they exactly what it says. Ha- don't let them have them cro- control. Come on, talk to us. Tell us your story. You, you've, you've had to be quiet about it long enough. You know, if you were bullied, it's not your fault. Let's have an open conversation Absolutely. about it. All right, let me go to uh, Tom. You're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Tom? Hi Adrian, how's it going? Good, uh, can you. I just say before they go before they go any further, um, can I just say that the point Katie has just made there is absolutely and a million percent right. Um she and um, we're not at fault. Nobody is at fault. If, if you've been bullied before, nobody's at fault. But the bullies are at fault. It's about speaking up. And you know something, um, Adrian, can I just say one uh before I get into my story, um, uh, Katie has been a breath of fresh air on your show uh. for the last uh, two weeks. I'm not just clamazing because of what's going on. She's been a breath of fresh air, and I think you need to do something to can I, when even when Jeremy does come back, <laughs> bring this girl into your, into your show more because. It will. I don't leave them alone that easy. They, are not, they haven't gotten rid of me for eight years. I ain't going nowhere now. <laughs> the but fact that they put me behind the mic has made me even linger longer. <laughs> so yeah, thanks a million. That's very I really kind appreciate of that, Tom. Well, thanks a million. What I'm trying to say is, it just shows you that, um, um, you know, it's, it's not just about yourselves and Jeremy. Mm. Look, look what's come behind the scene and that girl has just been amazing for the last oh, uh, two I'm going to cry. That's, oh, thank you. Thanks so much, Tom. I really appreciate that. Now, Tom, so, um, tell me about your story. Yeah. So my story is, um, it, 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 this is going to hit home for a lot of people, um, Adrian. Um, so for, for me, uh, my brother is a sex offender. Um, and boy, when it when it came out that he you know of what he done and what he was accused of and whatnot and I was abused in school over it I was bullied I couldn't go into school I okay, was, I'm sorry Derek when you say he was a sex offender a convicted sex offender it's six yeah 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 right okay um so- um and um they they abused me over. It. I I was I was wrong, you know. I was part of the the, the family that um all this type of stuff. So when I was in secondary school in Clondalkin, um, and I won't name the school, mm. obviously, um, but um, I was abused. I was told I was, you know, part. You know, he, he you know, it's he done that, you done that, you, you're capable of doing that, um, and this this. This happened throughout my life. I, I lost girlfriends. I lost jobs. I was I was very 
well looked after in um, in a certain pub in Clondalkin, and um, I was I was next to be in line for um, to be promoted to the bar, you know, to be to be a barman, mm. and then I was then told no. Sorry, can't do that because of, oh, what, your because of what your brother had done, uh, which you had no hand actor part in. Exactly, and um, so this 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 went on for years and years, and I was just and it, it affected not just me, my mother, my my brothers, the whole lot. It affected us all, and all because of what our brother did. But when I was in school, I was told, "Oh well, if your brother is a sex offender." Well, what are you? You do the same, and Jesus. you're the you're the going back the whole lot. And I had to fight to now. I don't fight, agent. I'm not a fighter. Mm. I I don't fight. I was I was brought up not to raise my hand to anybody. And I walked home uh, nine times out of town with bruises and you know bloody noses the whole lot over him. And so I I went on and kept fighting and kept fighting and lo and behold I was told I'm still the same so in 2017 Adrian I was, uh, 2016 2017 I was involved in one of the most um, biggest um, acts of civil, civil disobedience that you probably know uh, Apollo House mm-hmm. and um I we, I was involved not for twenty twenty seven of the twenty uh, twenty eight days that was involved. I was very involved, and we went out on a night out to celebrate. You know, celebrate everything. And the girls most me and told me they got phone calls to tell me, "Oh, the person you have and um, doing phone calls is a, you know his brother is a sex offender and he's the same person." Would you believe, actually, you know, would you believe, I actually remember hearing that. Would you believe that, uh, Tom? I actually remember hearing that at the time of Apollo House. Oh, really? Yep. And I am not, I would do nothing in my my concept. I would do nothing, only help women. Because that's how I was brought up. Mm. So because, because of something that you had no hand actor part in, you suffered years of bullying and discrimination and abuse because of what your brother did, not because of what you did. Exactly. But Adrian, it doesn't it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. Um, and this is the first time I'm gonna say this on on uh, on air. Um my brother abused me when I was younger. The same person abused me when I was younger, and, uh, and it, 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 it took me until it took me until 2017 to um, admit all this, and he ended up cutting me wrist, and he ended up in hospital in the matter hospital, and I then up sorry I was admitted to the to the, the ward, and then he. He decided to contact me when I was in the ward. Try, I don't know how he even got me number, but he tried to contact me in the ward. And the next day, I, I hung myself in that ward. And I ended up on life support for seven days. Overall, I hung myself in the ward. 
because I didn't want him to contact me and I didn't want anything to do with him. That is horrendous. That's, that's horrendous, that's, Tom. That's bullying. That's bullying. And people talk about bullying and how bullying keeps him. Well, that's, that's an abuse. That's that abused me. And he kept going and going and going until he thought he had me. That's bullying. You've, you've, you've left me speechless, Tom, I have to say. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, how are you now? I can hear that that pain is still there. Um, that pain is still, still here. You yourself were abused, bullied, picked on because of abuse that your brother had done. And... Yeah. The end and because of the whole... they couldn't get him, they attacked me, agent. Because the... they couldn't get him, they attacked me. But the end of this story is that he actually abused you as well as other people. Yeah. And not only that, agent, he was he was out of prison less than 48 hours after serving a 10-year sentence. And he decided to attack two women as well. And has he been convicted of that? Yeah, he got he got six years for that, of which I told the judge that he was she was absolutely and utterly fucking wrong because six years for someone that just came out after doing what he did, mm. and you give him six years again. So guilty by association is basically how uh, people treated you, and if only they knew. Yeah. All that time that um, they were picking on you because of what he had done, you were actually one of his victims as well. Yeah, and it took me, in all fairness, uh, Adrian, it took me forward to be involved in a fellow house to have that confidence to come forward and, and, and uh, tell people what happened. And, uh, and I thank today people like Glenn Hansard and Brendan Ogle and people like that that actually helped me. That I was able to, and then Dean Scurdy that was able to speak to and I was able to talk to them and they told me, you need to go and speak about this. Tom, you are so brave. Mm. So brave. Oh my God. Mm. I'm, well, not okay. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not brave. There's, there's other people out there that are braver than me, but... Oh. No, but it, it, what I'm hearing from this story, Tom, is that all that while that you were putting up with all that shit that was uh, brought to your door because of what your brother did, you were actually one of his victims. That's the bit that I'm just, yeah. I'm finding heart-wrenching, no I have to say. People yeah. had Tom no idea. People had no idea. behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm one of his victims, and I'm a person that I'm, I'm not ashamed to say it, and I will never be ashamed to say it, that I'm now stronger. And I'm now able to, like, when when I got my statements back um, six months ago, uh, about, about a year ago, Ryan, at, um, Jer- uh, fucking Jeremy Jeremy, <laughs> um, agent, I got me, um, when I got my statements back, I read them, I ended up in hospital. And I ended up in hospital after taking uh, a severe overdose. And... I read my statement two weeks ago 
And I was able to stand and say, do you know what? I'm happy that I made these statements. I'm stronger and I'm better and nobody's going to stop me because I'm going to get used to it. I don't care what Do you know the best part of your story, Tom, is speaking about it, is being open and honest and even on a public platform uh, like this, thousands of people listen to this podcast every day. Well, can, I, can I just say something? Can I just say something? Listen to Troy and Troy last night mm. was the only reason why I decided to ring in and text the program today. Because I know people will say, oh, were you bullied? Were you bullied? Yes, I was bullied. I was bullied in school. I lost friends. I lost relationships. I lost jobs. So that's bullying. Absolutely. That's brilliant. It certainly is. Well done, Tom, for telling your story. And that's what we were trying to achieve by doing this topic today. Give people like Tom a voice, let them... I think 100%, Katie, that um, that you just need to do something more on this because this is brilliant. And And what happened happened to that young young lad? Mm. Um, And, uh, you know, they they didn't disclose last night what happened. And do you know something? At the end of the day, I think if you are found to have caused this person's death, well, my God, you should be done for fucking murder. Absolutely. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And Tom, and you should be done I, for murder. I'm just wondering now on a, on a our, separate uh, note, are you still, uh, you're still getting help, are you, for, you know, to, to deal with I it? Am, or? I'm still getting help. I am um, part of uh, Bally Fairman and Lucas Mental Health. Out of your show tonight, um, make make one thing happen, Adrian. Make it happen that you are going to do something. You're going to contact the minister for the minister for state for mental health and help people. That's what we're asking you tonight. Can you do that and make them actually realise? Because you're sitting there with a girl that actually is is open to all this. Mm. So. Let's, let, let's, let's sit there and let's, let's do this together. Tom, let's, I, let's I, I, I just have one final question happen. that I want to ask you, and, and that question is, how are you today? Uh, are you no longer in that dark place that brought you to Tala Hospital last year? No, today I'm not. Good. And you know why I'm not? Because of Dublin Simon Community. Brilliant. Because Dublin Simon Community helped me with their counselling, with their aftercare service, and they helped me with our um, addiction service. And only for the Dublin Simon community, I wouldn't be alive today. Well, that's a, a fantastic recommendation Sarah, for uh, you know, Simon. One thing, Tom, we've just gotten a lovely message. Heartbroken listening to that man. Fair play to him for coming on air and speaking up about his past. By speaking up, he will give other people who are being bullied the confidence to speak up and get help. So well done to him. And that is what I hope that Absolutely. your call will do. Tom, we're going to keep in touch with I, you. I really appreciate can you. I, can, yep. can I just say one thing, Adrian? You know, Okay, today, today and tomorrow, yesterday and Paula is, is, is all for Ashley and Murphy. And yes, that's what we need to need to champion on and we need to look after. But can I just say to you, there's men out there that are being abused, that are being yeah. attacked, mm-hmm. are being hurt, and are being 
within family members are being abused. And I'm not saying, I'm, not, I'm, I'm pleased don't judge me on this because we we need to look at what, what happened with and we need to stop people getting hurt within um, female society. But we have to look at there's males getting yeah, so hurt. I know the point you're assaulted. making, and it, it is a point that has been made quite a lot in the past week. Uh, let's not forget that men are victims of uh, abuse, both uh, domestic abuse, physical abuse, verbal abuse, and uh, we need not, we should not forget uh, men in all I, this. Can I just say, Adrian, my, my task about to Ashley's Absolutely. family... Yeah. I think we're all, all, this week, I think all of our thoughts are dedicated to her, to to, to all of them mm. and to every woman in Ireland that has to walk home thinking do I need to look over my shoulder mm. let's, let's end that yeah. let's end that alright Tom I really appreciate call, you talking to us thanks very much indeed um 085-825-2626 is our WhatsApp number. Uh, we'd love to hear from you on this. We're talking about bullying and the effect that bullying has on, on people. And you could hear clearly from Tom the effect it has had on him. Uh, Porrick, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Porrick? Not too bad, Adrian, yourself? Good, thank you. Now, Porrick, what did you want to say? So I, I'm 37 now. I was bullied in secondary school. Um, and it was actually because of you uh, that I got sorted. Um, really? Originally on F- yeah, you were, you happened to be talking um, on the phone show on 104. Uh, one night I was coming up from the from the amusement and pray, and I decided that night that I needed to kind of tell my story because it, it had been kind of going on for two years. So I, I a- remember your call. And believe it or not, I met someone that you were, you would have known. They stopped me on Navarra Road one morning going down to school and asked me, was I the person on uh, with you that night? I think they were dropping your kids into a crash at the time. And and the person stopped me to know, was it me? Uh, because you had worked out that it was probably me at the time. So it was because of you that it actually it actually got thwarted. So. I wow. have a physical dis- I have a physical disability as well, so I need a power wheelchair to get around. So, for me, school was always going to be tricky because of that. Because I had to break down those barriers and and be used to being in a mainstream school. Mm. So when I went into secondary school, everything kind of started okay, and I really liked it, really enjoyed it. But for me, I needed a, a laptop and things because I can't write with an age disability with my cerebral palsy. I can read my writing but nobody else would be able to. So it kind of started with, with just name calling to start with. Mm. Oh, you're a cripple, you're this, you're that. And and I ignored it because like I, like you, I don't like confrontation. Mm. I'll, I'll do anything to avoid it. I, I'll go the other direction. And it kind of, that went on kind of for first year. And I, and I, and I hated school. Like I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to go to school. My mom, my dad didn't know this was going on, and my mom was literally having to bed because I didn't want to get up, I didn't, I didn't want to go to school, and and that type of thing. And I suppose in, in second year, it kind of escalated then from name calling to physical stuff. And when I tell you this story, I know you're going to remember it because when I tell this story, it kind of shocks everyone. You you know the compass that you get from the math set. Yep. So one day I was sitting at my desk. And I felt this unmerciful uh, thing going into the back of my back. And one of them 
had gotten the point of a compass and dragged it from my shoulder down to the bottom of my back. Holy shit. Oh, my God. And I, I didn't tell anyone at the time. I actually hid my shirt. Um, didn't didn't tell anyone. And it was my older brother um, that kind of noted something that I wasn't my happy, bouncy self and kind of kind of brought me out to play pool in the Williams and Bray. And, and, and that night we have to be, he was pushing me up the Portland Hill and you happened to be on. And I remember it in that night. And that's kind of when everyone became aware of, of what was happening. Um, and, and, and I remember back to school, obviously, well, I mentioned the school, but the next morning, like I mentioned that I have a, had a laptop. Now, I didn't mention that at the time, but the parents of some of these bullies rang the school to know why I'd accused them of smashing my laptop. And I never mentioned on the show that I had a laptop or any assistive technology because I was very conscious of that at the mm -hmm. time. But but all of a sudden, all of these parents were ringing and kind of going, oh, my little Mary didn't do that. And, and, and they did. And essentially what the school were doing was they were suspending the bullies for two or three days, which meant I had peace and quiet for two or three days. And then back it would start again. And I'd be back to square one. Uh, and now I'm lucky in my life that I, that I work in radio like you. I'm a Paralympic athlete and I've been quite successful in my life. And part of my role within my sport is I go and talk about Paralympic sports in school and things like that and obstacles that I've overcome. Mm. And I always bring in the bullying aspect because I realise the fear it puts into you and how afraid and how alone that you feel and you feel that it's your fault that you're being bullied and, and I realise now that I, I should have asked for help back then and it wouldn't have happened for for three years but I but I understand how how alone and how dark you go as a person you, you just completely shut down you don't want to go out um, you, you don't want to do anything because you're like what if I'm in my room if I'm at home I'm safe and I get that, and and even now, and watching the thing last night, it brought back all those feelings of that fear and that loneliness that you feel. And I suppose now that I am lucky, um, that I am a Paralympic athlete, and I have a platform to say, do you know what? This is not okay, but it is okay to ask for help. Obviously, I have a disability, so it's kind of a double whammy. Um, in that I was like, if I tell. I'm going to make this worse. And, and, and they, when I did, it did get worse because when they came back, it just escalated all the time. So I, I get it, but I also guess, you know, it's okay not to be okay. And it is okay to ask for help because these type of people shouldn't be allowed to have that power over and what, anybody. Uh, uh one of the questions that I wanted to ask, uh, and uh, uh, Park, uh, again, like with Tom before you, I'm very grateful that you uh, decided to talk to us today. I could listen to him all day. And I vividly, vividly remember talking to you on FM 104 uh, back in the day. I remember the night. I remember getting upset on air talking to you. Um, and I was just so taken by your uh, story. What year was that? That was, when it got sorted out, it would have been 2001. It was going on from kind of 99. So for the first two years in secondary school, I never told anyone. And then I, then when I was on your show, within about a week, 
I moved up to St. Killian's Community School, which you'll probably know. Mm-hmm. And it, it was the best three years of my life after that because people actually liked me and I liked going to school again. Um, and, and I kind of got my my happiness back and I went back into Paralympic sport at that time because literally I stopped doing everything uh, that I liked to do within those first two years because I didn't see, I didn't feel like me. I didn't feel like Porik. I didn't feel happy. I just felt like this. Let me ask you a question then, Porik, because this is really where uh, this conversation needs to go. We've been talking about how we need to end violence against women and all of that, and uh, that's a conversation that is being had at a national level. What do we do to stop bullying? It's, I think, particularly in, in schools, there definitely, I know there are, Every school will say, "Oh, we've a zero tolerance policy on on bullies, and and they get suspended." But uh, you think like this, Adrian? If you get suspended from school, that's a holiday for three days. Like that's that's not a punishment. Sure, if you if you got extra time off school, you do it. I I genuinely believe if a school says we have a zero tolerance policy on bullying, but all schools will say students, that, and all schools do say that. But the problem is. They don't follow up on that. They'll suspend mm. them, and, and and literally, you're not you're not helping the person that's being bullied. What you're doing is you're enabling the bully to get their friends back on side and to start again. So they they're seen as you know they're a great fella, great girl. Oh, I got suspended for bullying. Look at me. Yeah, it's almost, yeah, it almost like it's a badge a of honor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So, but if skills actually follow through and say no, our zero tolerance policy is. You bullied, get out the door, mm. and and don't because they don't. But I understand people come from different backgrounds, and I get and I get all of that. If someone bullies, they get one warning, and then after that, good luck. I like for me, I would rather know. I don't have kids yet. I would rather know that you know kids are safe in school, and they don't have to put up with this. School should be a happy place where people go, not a place. Where they, where they dread going, yeah, cry. absolutely. Because I, I used to cry every morning as soon as I got to the Portland Hill, all the way down down to the Portland Hill, until I got to Navarra Avenue, and I'd stop crying then, because I knew I couldn't let them see me mm. being weak. And I used, to, I hated it. For two years, I hated it. And, and that's what makes me so passionate about it now, going into schools and using the platform um, that I have, you know, Um uh, and if if I can help one person who's being bullied at the moment who listens to this, that they go and ask for help, I, I've I've done a good job because I've stopped one person being in that dark place and not being able to speak out. Well, I have to say, Podrick, you are just a pleasure to speak to and a pleasure to listen to. Like, I mean, this is somebody who's who's taken something that's happened to him that's dreadful and mm. has, has Turned it used into it to help Absolutely. other people. Uh, Podrick... I really appreciate you talking to us. Thanks very much indeed. No problem. Thanks, Patrick. Oh eight five eight two five twenty six twenty six is our WhatsApp number. We're talking about bullying, and and basically Porik's point was that in order to um, properly deal with bullying, we need to make the punishment more severe. In other words, if somebody is convicted of bullying by a school, they need to be chucked out. Not suspended for a week, thrown out of the school. Uh, let me bring in... Is it Antoine I have on this line here? How are you doing, Adrian? It's Anthony. Anthony, nice to meet you. And how are you, Anthony? Now, what... Uh, tell me your story. 
Um, well, it's it's my daughter's story, really. Um, she was she was being bullied in secondary school, and uh, in the secondary school that, that she's in at the moment, she just joined the school. She's in fourth year. Um, now this is a this is a really small town that that I live in. We moved from um, from somewhere else, and um, and so we're we're new to the town, and and uh, I don't know if you obviously you, you be familiar with small towns, Adrian, but small bowling. towns have a small town. Mentality, Sorry? yeah, small town mentality, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and um, so, so we kind of get that impression off a lot of different things. But anyway, in this school, she was being bullied, and this little girl um, was she hit her three times. So the first time she slapped her in the back of the head. The second time she pushed her down and um, the steps outside the school, and the third time she was pulling her hair. And my daughter then she just. She got sick of it really, and, and she hit her a box, and, and um, she hit her in the nose, and nose opened up, and the girl ran away. And when she ran away, she was in the vicinity of the principal somehow. I don't know. She didn't run to the principal. I was told he just seen her. This is what he said to me, and uh, and um, he went over to see what what happened, mm-hmm. and she explained that my daughter had hit her. Um, and he sent my daughter home from school that day, told me to come up and collect her. So I asked him what happened. He explained everything that happened. She, you know, um, she attacked another pupil, um, is what he said about my daughter. And I said to him what had happened. And he goes, oh, well, you know, we're, we're all, I'm only new to this situation. I don't know what had happened before, but I'll have a look into it, whatever else. And, um, and basically when he went and he spoke to the other girl, um, he came back to me, I'll come back to my partner actually later on that day, and said that, um, my daughter uh, should learn to take a joke and that the girl, the bully in question was only messing and that when she's cooked up this is his words there Adrian word for fucking word when she's cooked up in a classroom for nearly an hour she has so much energy she needs to release it he said about the bully my this was God. a principle of a bleeding this is what he said I couldn't believe it I could not believe what he said now you know what I nearly lost the head. Now we just couldn't have stepped away from the situation that we finally did with it. But the year had we kept we kept my daughter out there for a couple of days afterwards just to let this kind of die down because uh, you know we just wanted to kind of let this situation. I didn't want her to send her back being when my daughter was she was looked at as the problem. And actually, you know what? That actually made things worse because they thought that when she went back in, her friends thought that she was after being suspended for hitting the 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 bully. You know, and, and her friends know what had been ha- what, what happened. Mm. You know, they've seen it over the past, you know, what, four or five weeks. Um, so they've seen it firsthand, but nobody else kind of knows. You know, it, it, you know. As, as so what, uh, grow, you know, let me ask you then, what was the upshot of this? What what happened? What was the end result? Well, the end result right now, she's back in, well, we sent her back into the school and the principal had a guidance counsellor meet my daughter and um, ask her, did she feel... Um, uh, remorse for what she did. Can you fucking believe that? Like, no, no, I can't. <laughs> she feel remorse for hitting the bully back. Like, it's absolutely scandalous. It's funny, actually, because you know? it brings us back to a conversation that we had on this show a couple of weeks back where... Uh, we we talked about you know bringing up your kids to to hit back. That can be the end result, and it's something I actually said at the time. Oh, well, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, I remember at the time we had the conversation, and it it was very divisive. A lot of people agreed that with you with yourself that confrontation wasn't the way to deal with it but as i said before and i'll stand by it now when my kids go into the big bad world and they're going to school if somebody hits them unless you know they're outnumbered or 
the person is huge and it's asking for trouble, they are going to know to hit back and hit back twice as hard so they, they know that they're no doormat. Look what's after happening to exactly. uh, daughter. But he's, his daughter did fight back for herself. Yeah, but she's the one in trouble. It doesn't matter. She fought back for herself. I say, go on, girl. Well done. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's, well, that's what we were thinking but can I just say as well the year ahead rang my, uh, my partner and the year ahead you know the whole situation was explained against the year ahead and the year ahead apologised on behalf of the principal well I don't think he gave the go ahead or the green light for the apology but she apologised for how he dealt with the situation so I think he's just probably a bit of a nutcase and you know when the, near, the year ahead seeing the way he was after dealing with it and she wanted to apologise because she knew the way he was going on was wrong the principal himself was was wrong, you know. So I'm not gonna, you know, we wouldn't blacken the whole school. No, no, well, the conversation that we've been having is, you know, how do we deal with? Uh, bullying. How do we stamp it out? One of the first things we need to do is to get schools to deal with it better. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And parents, and they, the need parents to, they need to, to correspond. Um, take responsibility as well. If if my kid was a bully, if I someone came to my door and I even got a whiff that my child was a bully. I tell you one thing, they'd never do it again. Well, they'd never do it again. 100% agree with it. It comes from the parents as well. You need to make sure that your kids aren't being little shits. And if your kids are out there being little shits, then you have a lot lot to answer for as well. I know we can't know what our kids are doing all the time, but teach them right. And how do you you then do that? Do Do you find the parents? You know, a penalty, the parents will make sure, the parents will go out of their way to make sure that their kids aren't being responsible for the misery of other children, that their ki- that other parents will never have to be where Eden Heaslip's parents are at the moment, mourning their child exactly. because but their he, child was tortured at the, at, the hand of little, at the hands of evil little shits. Exactly, I know you 100% agree. At the end of the day, Bullying is equal to torture, and that's what it is. It's mental, and a lot of, a lot of the times it's physical fucking torture. And no child or adult or anybody should have to go through it. Absolutely. You know? And if it comes, if it comes to, a, to, to a situation like you know, my daughter's where she hit back, the, the, the bully should never, and now she hasn't said anything to her again, and I did say to my daughter, well, that's, you've, you've handled it now, and that's it, now put it to bed. If she comes near you again, hit her harder, and, and yeah, that's it. You've you know? taken the words out of my mouth, I would agree with you wholeheartedly. You know, she she has to learn, and everybody they, like this goes for every. Like the teacher's going to explain to you if somebody comes over and hits your child, tell the child to go and tell the teacher. Mm. Now listen for a second. If I'm a grown adult and I'm walking down the street road and somebody walks up to me and hits me a box in the face, and we're gonna run away and run to the police. No, you're going to stand there and you're going to try and defend yourself when somebody's attacking you, aren't you? Really, realistically. Like, you're like, not going to just let somebody... Yeah, like, but this is the conversation we had a couple of weeks ago that uh, that some kids just don't really have that in them. Um, Teach, tell them to have it in them. Teach them to have it in them. Uh, Anthony, thanks very much indeed for your call. I just noticed a comment on our Facebook page a moment ago um, from Catherine. And Catherine is Porrick's mother. Porik, who was on uh, earlier on, <clears throat> and uh, a lot of people saying uh, what a great inspirational young man he is. And Catherine just says, thank you very much for your kind words. I am so, so proud of my son, Porik. He is one super guy. He really is. Yeah, he As really I said, is. he was a pleasure to listen to, an absolute pleasure to speak, a gentleman. You're listening to Opinions Matter. We're talking about uh, bullying and we're back in just one second. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy, where your opinion counts. Now, let me go to line two, and that is Jessica. You're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Jessica? Hi. 
Well, Jessica, we're talking about bullying. Um, we were talking about that really sad story of um, Eden Heaslip and uh, how I was so taken by the story. What did you want to say? Just that, like, it's clear that, like, schools aren't doing enough. All they do is give a warning or a slap on the wrist. Like, what's that going to teach them? Nothing. Like, and as as was said already, Jessica, actually, uh, you know, if they get suspended for a couple of days, it's nearly a badge of honour. Well, yeah, but that's why, like, in my opinion, like, proper legislation needs to be brought in. Like, if you want to be a buddy, then you're spending time in the slammer for it. Like, is it worth it then to say something to someone then? Like, it's, like how many more people have to, like, be bullied and how many more young people have to be lost for something without it? Do you think we should target the parents? Do you think the parents should be held accountable for their kids being bullies? Absolutely. Like, if if you if you can't send the kids into a detention centre or something, then send the parents into jail and take take the kids off. I just think They're if right. they create laws that would penalise the parents for the kids' behaviour, I think parents would maybe parents don't care enough to teach their children, you know, the dangers of bullying and the long-term effects and impact it can ha- impacts it can have. But maybe and the I, kn- are- I know it is I know it is treated a bit more seriously than it would have been when I was a kid. It's still you just heard that last story there where his daughter's the one that got into trouble. It's still being sweeped on under the Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Um so like like we were saying a couple of minutes ago, uh, Jessica, the conversation in Ireland rightly so over the last while um, has been about violence towards women. But bullying is violence or uh, emotional abuse towards both sexes. It's not just uh, women, it's men or young boys as well. So you think we need to start treating this a lot more seriously? Yeah, like I said, like if, you're, if your child is bullying someone in the classroom or bullying someone on the road and all, and you're doing nothing about it, then... You shouldn't even have your kids if you're not going to rear them up and say, here, don't be doing that. Mm. And kids learn from what they see. You hear this stuff of all, you know, God love a child who's bullied. They're, you know, they're seeing stuff at home. They're being abused at home. I'm like, no, I don't give a shit what your situation is at home. That's not my problem. You're going to put crap onto my child. That's my problem. I would, I don't know what I would do in that situation. I think, you know, if I was a parent of a child being bullied, I think I would have to take it into my own hands. I would go up to that door of the other child's parent kicking, banging and screaming. Because if you're going to make my kid feel like like they're worthless or, you know, that they have to, like yourself as a young boy, having to go and hide in your room. You know, the best year, what are meant to be the best and most carefree years of your life, you spent scared, you know, in your bedroom where you felt safe because they couldn't get you there. Mm. I, I... I don't. I. I just don't know how I deal with it. I don't. I. I think I'd have. I'd have to go down to the other parents and take matters into my own hands. I couldn't trust the school, and you know the schools shouldn't have to take all the responsibility either. As parents, we have responsibility ourselves to make sure our kids are behaving the way they should be behaving. I know, but out of sight, out of mind. Um, if or- your kids are, if your child is a bully, then you've done. You've. You've done something wrong. You have not taught your child enough empathy. You've not taught them compassion. You've not taught them that bullying is wrong. We should, fr- like, from the get-go, we should be teaching our kids about this. From, from, the, from the time they can speak. I one know, of, one I, of the challenges I threw out earlier on, uh, and I don't know if we've gotten anyone yet, I threw out a challenge to speak to uh, a bully, somebody who has... If one person rings in and says, I used to be a bully, I was that person, 
I will eat my hat, but you know what? I'd say they're all like they were as kids, little cowards hiding, hiding away, thinking, you know, that they've gotten control, they've gotten the upper hand, they don't have, they don't have to face what they did. They're not going to ring in. They're not going to accept it because they're ashamed, and they should be. All right, let me go to Sorna. You're on Opinions Matter. How are you? How are you? Now, um, sorry, what line are you on there? Uh, yeah, there you are. Now, what did you want to say on this? Um, about bullying and that, like, I've got a child here that has been bullied since he started school. And I went to the school. I went to the guards. And they don't seem to be doing anything. Like, he won't go to school for me in the morning. He won't get up. He won't go to bed at night for me. I'm not, so, like, what are you supposed to do, like? And what age is he? He's 13 and a half. And he doesn't want to go to school. He's... He doesn't want to go to school because he's been bullied in the school. I've rang the principal. I've said it to him. I've went to the guards. And, you know, I was wasting time going to the guards because they, they can't, because they're young, they can't do ranting. Do you know what I mean? Okay, but, uh, like, but the school have done nothing no. either. No. You see, this is where the problem is, and this goes back to previous calls that we've had. The only way we're going to stamp out bullying is if schools take it more seriously. Oh, I 100% agree. A lot of schools, like, they have this whole zero... Tolerance policy, oh, like, yeah. That's bullshit. Unless you're going to enforce it, don't preach it. Do you know what I mean? Shut up with your crap. Either deal either deal with bullying, and don't, you know what I mean? It's all for... Sh- but a lot of schools, it's all for show, you know, to make the parents happy and to, to appease the parents. But unless you're actually doing something, then you're part of the problem. Mm. And a lot of schools, school principals are part of the problem. And one of the one of the problems uh, that ultimately ends up happening is the child who's bullied is the one that ends up leaving uh, the school, which shouldn't be the way. It shouldn't be the the victim that is the person that ends up having to leave the school. <laughs> and can I can I ask you, um, uh, Sorna, your your son uh, dreads going to school. Does he go to school? Yes, he goes to secondary school in here in Drogheda. And he's in second year. Okay, but he hates it. He loves school, but he just, you know, because of the bullying, he is terrified to go to school. Like, like at the end of the day, like you can't be walking a talking and a half year old child to school into the school gate. No, of course How not. Devastating is that to yeah. think that a child, Cotton, a child, I'm wakes up every day afraid to go to school. Like. Hmm? You know, the one place where they should be safe. You know, you go to get an education, you go to learn, and you're going in terrified every day, looking over your shoulder. Exactly. That's my point. That is awful. I was told told that there was was, um, no tolerance. Bullying was against the school rules. And when I said it to the principal, he turns around and says, oh, bullying is not acceptable. Right, so so what are they doing about it? Exactly. This is where I want to know. Like, where where do I go from here? Have you thought about contacting the parents of the other child? Um, or is it a group of them? Or is, yeah, is it a group? <laughs> no, because um, I don't think going to the parents would solve it. You know, it probably make, it, make could make it, worse. it could make it worse. It could make it worse. It could make it worse. You know, I mean, like. This is uh, so you're sending your young fella to school every day, knowing that he hates it, knowing that he dreads it, and knowing that he may be picked on while he's in school. Yes, 
Well, he has to go to school to get an education. No, of course, of course. That you is. You know, I can't learn him at home. That's awful. That is. And, uh, have you have you thought uh, have you thought of moving him to a different school? Not that I think you should, but no, I haven't because the other schools here in Drogheda are just worse bullies than where he is at present. Nolene on Facebook just. Uh, posted under our Facebook um, thread and she, she's actually making a good point. Could you go to the Board of Management and put a complaint in against the school if they're not taking this seriously enough? Yeah, I suppose um, I forgot someone to help me. Mm. I w- that's what I will be doing. I wouldn't be, uh, you know, just letting this tick no. along. I'd, I'd, I'd definitely be taking action. I would be getting on to the, the school's Board of Management, I have to say. Thanks very much indeed uh, for talking to us. And as I said, I mean, there's several calls uh, highlighting how um, the schools just aren't doing enough about this. Um, I agree. I agree. It's easier for them not to not to deal with it than it is to deal with it. Now, you were looking a bit distracted there with something on your computer. What has you distracted? I'm listening to something in the back of my head, in the back of my ear. Um, I just I need another minute to make sure that what I'm hearing is actually right. Because if it is then somebody who I didn't think, you know, I didn't think this would happen, but somebody has actually decided to speak out from somebody who has been that bully. I just have to listen to the whole thing. It's, it's, a, it's a couple of minutes, so I have it on my ear. Mm, okay, all right. Uh, this is somebody admitting to being a bully. Sorry? This is somebody admitting to being a bully. Yes, it's somebody... Admitting to being a bully. Okay, it's a it's a WhatsApp voice note that um, that Katie is listening to. Let's have a listen to this WhatsApp voice note. We're talking about bullying. This is Mike. Oh, this is Mike. Hi guys, Mike here. Um, we had issues with our son a couple of years ago there, where he was getting messages on Facebook and we knew nothing about him. I'm separated from his mom, and he was looking to move in with me. We didn't know anything about it. Um, what was going on. We probably should have read the signals, but then a couple of weeks later, we started finding these messages on his um, Facebook account about some guy looking to choke him out and do this, that, and the other to him, and pretty vile. It took us a while to sort her out in the end then, but my partner is also a secondary school teacher, and she says that the biggest issue in her school is um, the girls bullying each other and picking on the weaker kids and stronger kids trying to make themselves feel better unfortunately I can't come on the show today but I will come on some other time, thank you, bye Alright, thank you very much indeed for your call uh, Mike um, you do have that uh, voice note, yeah? I do and I have to say in I've been working in radio for what 8 years, mm-hmm. 9 years now nearly in all my years I have never, ever, ever, ever ever heard somebody, a bully speaking out about what they did. Today's the first time, and I actually have goosebumps listening to this. Okay, so this is a WhatsApp voice note. It's a WhatsApp um, voice note, and actually, Adrian, if you wouldn't name her, she's asked not to be named. Yeah, I can see her name there, yeah, okay. Um, Don't name her. Um, Okay, this is four minutes long. Um, That's why I had to listen and make sure what I was hearing was right, because it's one of those things that I heard, I was like, this has to be a joke. Um, But it's not. I think it it might affect you, so I'm going to say just... Okay. Uh, or I'm going to actually give a warning, listener discretion is a vibe because it does talk about self-harm. So, if... Okay, let's have a listen to this WhatsApp voice note. Hey, Adrian and Katie, uh, just listening to your show. And I felt that I needed to send 
this voice now in and basically give my input from the other side of the coin. Uh, obviously, I would really appreciate if you don't give out me name because um, I'm not proud of what I done. I'm deeply ashamed of myself, deeply ashamed of what I did. So, um, I was that child. I was that bully, sorry. No, I wasn't that child, I was that bully. I was the one who inflicted torture on other kids. Two girls in particular. And I tell you now, it haunts me every single day. Every day. Not a day goes by where I don't think about it. But I just... I, I watched that primetime show last night and I cried knowing that I am no better than the people who did what they did to Eden Heaslip. I just... I felt sick to my stomach watching it. As I said, what he did haunts me every single day and not a day goes by where I don't regret what I did to those girls. They were, you know, I, I was, I picked on easy targets. One of them in particular had a very difficult upbringing, very difficult time at home. And uh, it, for me, it made me her an easy target. Um, I won't get into some of the things I did, but if I'm to be honest, if she were to press charges at the time, it would have been taken very seriously. Um, I found this, actually, I found this particular girl on Facebook about two years ago, two or three years ago, and uh, I contacted her because I wanted her to know how sorry I am for making her childhood a misery. Uh, like, now I, I messaged her and I basically, she knew who I was straight away, and uh, she, did, she didn't want to speak to me, which I understand. She didn't want me apology. I get it, like, you know, I, I made her childhood miserable. I, I understand, I'm sorry. Um, basically, in her very short reply to me, she told me that I was the reason that she cried herself to sleep at night and self-harmed from the age of 12. I didn't realize at the time, maybe I wouldn't have cared. She told me that in her adult years now, in her thirties, she finds it hard to trust people and that her self-esteem is still destroyed because of what I did. Um, I hate myself for that, I really do. And I don't know, maybe I'm sending this into some kind of request for forgiveness, I don't know. Um, I, don't, I guess I'm sending it in because I think it's important for people to hear, um, sorry. I think it's important to people hear the other side of it, you know. Um, as somebody who reached out to one of their victims, and it's had psychological effects on me as an adult because I'll never get over what I did, and I don't deserve to. I deserve to live with the guilt and the shame and the disgust with myself. I deserve it. That poor girl didn't deserve what she got. Um, but I just, I guess I'm sending it in because I think it's important for people to hear. I don't know, maybe parents should play this to their own kids. Maybe this is what they need to hear. Don't bully people. Don't treat people like shit. Don't become a piece of shit like I was. What, all the, what I did all those years ago makes me sick every day. Every night I get into bed and I think about that poor girl, the two of them. And, you know, how I used to pick on them and torture them and make them feel like shit make them feel like they were nothing. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I deserve to get into bed and feel like that. What I did makes me a piece of shit. So if you have kids play this for them, don't let your kids become the pieces of shit. Um, I guess that's all I have to say really, but I'm just kind of 
thinking out loud for. Yeah. If you could just keep your name out of I really appreciate it. Thanks. Wow. Wasn't expecting that. I tried to call her. You know, it's all well and good sending in a voice note and talking about what you did, but I tried to call her and she would not answer the phone. So, you know, you're doing it with no name. You're not actually talking about it. So, I mean, if you're going to own up to it, own up to it. Have the balls to answer your phone. I'm going to try her again. I'm going to give her one more chance Mm. to answer her phone and talk to us and to tell us why she did what she did properly and to have the balls to stand up like like an adult and tell us why she did what she did. So this is your chance. I'm going to call you again. Okay, but now let me go to, while you're doing that, let me go to Yvette. You're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Yvette? Hi, Adrian. How are you? I'm good, um, thank you. Now, what's Jesus, it? that was hard to listen to. Yeah, it certainly it? was, yeah. It really Bloody was. Mm. Um, God, we don't even want to say now. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, that was just like, what well, I suppose what Katie said, yeah, come on the phone and say it, and don't have to give a name, but... I suppose at least she's after owning up to it and at this stage and all I see it didn't happen years ago when she was bullying, you know? No, and you see, this is part of the problem. And I've always felt this way. Um, You know, when I hear that message, she realises what uh, a horrible person she was as a childhood bully. It's a pity she didn't have that mature head and her young shoulders when she was actually doing the bullying. That's the point. Yeah, I tried to bring her there and she's just not answering. Right. The phone's just going to voicemail. So, you know, obviously she's, she's, she's visibly upset. I understand. But, you know... And if my kids actually, I have to say, if you have young kids, play that for them, mm. like she said, because if my kids were of an understanding age, that's the kind of thing I would This Real stories like this are what kids need to hear. You know what I mean? This is what, rather than, it's, it's so much more real than sitting them down and talking to them and telling them the dangers. When you can hear mm. it in somebody's mm. voice, like the first caller we spoke to, Tom, when you hear the pain in someone's voice, that, that definitely makes it, you look Absolutely. at it differently. Anyway, we were talking about uh, bullying and how we can deal with it or how we can stamp it out. What did you want to say on this, Yvette? Um, a few years back, my stepson, um, him and his mum um, live in Bray, and we're out in Tallis, so his mum had rang my husband to say that um, he was being bullied. And um, it was going on for quite a while, and my husband just literally got totally pissed off and annoyed and upset and the whole thing. The school weren't doing anything. Um, his mum had gone to the principal. You know, every every way she had tried and nothing was happening and this young lad was still kicking themselves with my stepson so my husband took the day off work one day and drove out to the school and my stepson pointed out the boy to my husband and so my husband followed him to where he lived so I'm going into the house and my husband went up and knocked on the door and the young lad's uh, dad came out and opened the door and my husband said to him, your son is bullying my son. We've gone to the principal and nothing's been done about it. Basically, your man hadn't got a clue what was going on. He said, the next time your son touches my son, I'm coming out to do exactly what he did to my son, to you. So if my, your, your son punches my son, I'm coming out to punch you. If he comes out and does whatever, I'm coming out to do it to you. Your man, like, obviously didn't know anything about it, but mm. stopped. The bullying stopped. Completely stopped. He didn't go near my stepson again. And yeah, there was no. That goes back. Echo, actually, it was, yeah, no, it was just uh, a warning. That was going back to what you were saying a while ago, Katie. That you would find it 
very hard to unlike unlike yourself adrian i would probably be more of the confrontational type. yes you would yeah um as my mom always says i'm no shrinking violet so you know i would find it like that i'd find it very hard but you know kids also have to see you dealing with things um in a certain way so that they know that it's violence isn't the answer at the same time but if it's brought yeah. to you yes and i get i get the point that you're you're looking after your child and you know you'll do anything for your child but i suppose teach by example my husband well. my husband was losing the head but i did say to him please don't yeah. just go out and be calm well, with him see the person you created the person you know your baby the person you held when they were only a few seconds old who've relied on you their whole lives for everything when you see somebody making shit of them like that would yeah that would drive you to a, a different place mm. yeah and uh, okay so by, 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 by taking it upon himself to talk to the parent of the child that was picking on uh, his son something got yeah. done and it stopped it did stop, but then there's another uh, instance. Then my own son, our son, um, when he was he's now in sixth year, when he was in first year, um, I was on maternity leave. My husband happened to be off work that day, and we got a call from the school to say my son, that was thirteen, had been attacked in school. Well, not physically attacked, but he had run into the toilet, and three boys had gone in and were banging down the door, nearly got the door broken down. Or his friend had seen it and ran and got the principal. And when the principal rang me to say there was an instance, there's no need to come to the school, everything's sorted out, I was like, I don't really think so. So we went down to the school. And as soon as I walked in the door, my son was in with, I think it was the liaison officer, teacher, whatever, counselor, whatever it was. And as soon as I walked in, my son saw me and he burst out crying. And I said to the principal, you think everything's okay, you've sorted it. I said, look at my son, he can't even speak like... So I took my son home that day mm-hmm. and the principal rang me later on and he said that um, I'll get the three boys to apologise to your son. I said, you won't. I said, you won't have them anywhere near my son. I want them to spend it. Expe- I want punishment. I said, I'm not going to have it because he won't go back to school again. Two of them were suspended and one of them were expelled because it, they were bullying other kids. He was bullying other kids. Other kids as well. Right. Okay. So, so some... it was dealt with. Yeah, it was dealt with. Was dealt with and they didn't that's... go near my son again. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's fantastic. And, I, and again... Yeah. Uh, to give schools a bit of credit, they do deal with it better now than yeah, they ever did they in did, the past. Yeah, they did, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, well, th- in my situation, they did. They still okay, have but a some, long way to yeah, go, Yeah, but sometimes it's still not yeah, enough. It's, it's not just enough. still not yeah, enough. Yeah, I was lucky. I was lucky, yeah. yeah. Thanks very much. Yvette, thank you very much. And let me squeeze in one final uh, WhatsApp voice note from Derek. Good evening, guys. Um, unfortunately, uh, bullying is very much at large in all schools. Um, it's still going on. Um, I only had to deal with it there recently myself a month ago with my five-year-old, and that's like he's in uh, junior infants. Um, he was <clears throat> been forced, or he was been excluded by a certain individual and wasn't allowed to play in the yard games. So we went down to the teacher, we spoke to her, and apparently she sorted it. Uh, she saw, sorted it out more or less by just having a conversation after um, the break time just to say to include everybody in games and uh, it sort of seemed to have stopped it from there but it's like the, this, this is starting from like the infant class upwards to um, secondary school uh, I, I had another nephew there um, who threatens um you know, suicide um, because they were being bullied and um, very heavily. So um, the people that that do this, they need 
they need to be <clears throat> brought um, to justice more or less. Where they need they they need to um, be sorted out, or there's just so much more damage. Uh, going to be caused to young people and already with COVID and stuff like the the mindset of young people um, you know they've missed out on so much and there's the whole health issue with people's well-being and that so as I think it's time that we start trying to be a little bit nicer towards one another other than you know Alphas trying to be alphas. All right, uh, Derek, thank you very much indeed for your message. And thank you, all of you, for telling us your stories. We, I have to say, in, in all of the years that I've uh, done radio shows and now this podcast, yeah. I've never had a more open and frank conversation about bullying. Which is amazing. That's growth. Mm. That's brilliant to see people are opening up and talking about it. Because like I said earlier, people are like, oh, no, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, I, I don't, don't want to be heard talking about that. People, it's almost as if they think that they are the problem or that they were the ones in the wrong. You are not in the wrong. People need to talk about that. People need, I want my children as they get older to hear these stories. Absolutely. So they know the impact and the dangers of bullying and being little shits. Right. Thank you very much indeed for listening to this latest Opinions Matter podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast or even if you didn't, you can hit subscribe or follow and then you'll be notified uh, each time we upload a new podcast. Thanks very much indeed for listening. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app.